Listen for God's word coming to us in Scripture. The Scripture reading for tonight is from the longest chapter in the Bible, but it is just a single verse, so I'm going to read it from three different translations. Psalm 119, verse 105. First, from the NRSV. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. From the contemporary English version, your word is a lamp that gives light wherever I walk. And finally, from Eugene Peterson's The Message, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. Here ends the reading. When reading a book, it is helpful to know something about how it is arranged or organized. Depending on what type of book it is, it could be arranged alphabetically, like a dictionary, chronologically, like a biography, or perhaps by chapter, like a novel. An understanding of the structure of this book would be no different. It is helpful for any reader to understand some things about how the Bible is arranged. Now, there are a variety of ways to talk about its structure, many of which you already know. For example, the Bible has two testaments, the Old and the New. Each of the testaments is organized into four sections, law, history, poetry, and prophecy in the Old, and gospels, history, letters, and revelation in the new. Each section contains individual books, 39 in the old, 27 in the new, and the books themselves are divided into chapter and verse. Whether by testament, section, book, chapter, or verse, when it comes to navigating this 1,000 plus page book, being familiar with its structure is not only helpful, but absolutely necessary. But these things, testament, section, book, chapter, verse, are not the only ways we have to consider how the Bible and its narrative are arranged. My favorite way to think about the structure of this book is by pattern. A pattern that is set in motion at the very first verse in the very first chapter and it's resolved in the final chapter of the last book. Let me show you. I wonder if you've ever noticed how the Bible begins and ends. Genesis chapter 1 opens with these familiar words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Bible begins in darkness, and it ends in light. Listen to this passage from the final chapter of the book of Revelation. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. 
The Bible begins in darkness, ends in light, but that's not all. Because in between, there is, and this is significant, in between Genesis and Revelation, in between the darkness before creation and the light at the throne of God in eternity, there is this continual movement by the people of God into and out of the darkness and the light. And that pattern is woven through both Testaments, every section, and all 66 books. Being familiar with this pattern is instructive for the unfolding of our own lives. Just like the people of this book, we too are continually moving into and out of the darkness and the light. And while that may be unsettling, there is a beautiful promise that can be found in this biblical pattern of movement. That is, darkness, while very real, and representative of our earthly struggle does not have the last word. Our movement into and out of the darkness will at last be resolved in the light of Jesus Christ. Pastor Westermeyer opened our annual meeting with a devotion saying that one of the things we grieve as a result of the pandemic is the loss of certainty. That is so true, right? I suspect we have all been frustrated with the uncertainty that the pandemic has imposed upon us. There's no playbook for this and all of the decisions that it has forced. There have been so many unknowns that we have had to navigate and figure out. We've had to embrace the word pivot in response to the seemingly ever-changing landscape. And there have not been clear answers to the most important questions we're asking, like, when will it be safe to travel again? When will it be safe to visit and hug the grandkids? When is it safe to return to school or to the office or to gather in person? When will we return to a pre-pandemic lifestyle? Will we return? to a pre-pandemic lifestyle. We have been left without clarity on so many things. At our staff meeting yesterday, one person was talking about planning for summer and fall programming and said, really matter-of-factly, you just can't plan very far ahead. So true and so frustrating. But then, he went on to say something that was really helpful. He continued, so, he said, it's baby steps for the summer. It's baby steps for right now. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What we may imagine when we hear this verse is a floodlight that illumines all of our surroundings and as far as the eye can see. Or we might imagine the high beams of our car broadly lighting our way, or the stadium lights brilliantly bathing everything in light. But what we get is exactly what it says, a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. 
what we get is just enough light for the next step, enough light for baby steps. Theologian Henry Nouwen thoughtfully and faithfully described this place in which we find ourselves. He wrote, and I quote, Often, we want to be able to see into the future. We say, how will next year be for me? Where will I be five or ten years from now? There are no answers to these questions. Mostly, we have just enough light to see the next step, what we have to do in the coming hour or the following day. He continues, the art of living is to enjoy what we can see and not complain about what remains in the dark. When we are able to take the next step with the trust that we will have enough light for the step that follows, we can walk through this life with joy and be surprised at how far we can go. So, he concludes, let's rejoice in the little light we carry and not ask for the great beam that would take all the shadows away. We are, as our Lenten theme states, rising out of darkness. And this we do as the Bible makes clear over and over again all throughout our days. Though the darkness may leave us unsettled and frightened, frustrated, or maybe even a little undone, we give thanks for the light of Christ that shows us the way step by step, and we give thanks for the light of Christ we carry that leads us toward our eternal home where no lamp is needed and we will at last be gathered in the light of God. Amen.